Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast. We are here to discuss a bit of round 11, discuss uh, quite a few things actually. I think George is currently refreshing David Zeta's uh, Twitter account to see if Laird is off. That makes two of uh, us. I think JD would be doing the same, but um, <laughs> we'll get across all that. Uh, the agenda for today will be uh, obviously our rounds, how we went, MVP, the fault, uh, the news, which we'll probably get straight to off the top. Um, CPP, uh, who's relevant there, who's come in. Uh, the buys, obviously, they start this week, so a bit to discuss there, how we attack those, some targets, uh, strategy as well, and then Q&A at the end. So, um, yeah, we'll just welcome him, uh, welcome in, sorry, a few people in the chat. Jordan, yeah, we're obviously looking at the suspensions. Noah, Led's trial, Led's trial's right now, oh, trial. It's, it's, it sounds like yeah, he's done something. Celebrating. The, they've yeah. been deliberating for about 18, 19 minutes at this point. So <laughs> we're, we're getting very close to a yay or a nay on that. Yeah, I guess while we wait for that, George, uh, how did your week go, mate? Uh, you're muted before you get talking, but um, yeah, MVP and Fulton, and how'd you score? All right, last week, it's hard to concentrate with this layered news. <laughs> I could settle when it comes out, but um, see how we go. This week was all right, 2,403. Uh, ranked 1,748. So as much as I'm happy with the progress that's been made over the past month, I do feel like I'm going to piss it down the drain this week with a few issues, but trades were in Sicily and Humphrey. Uh, very happy, kind of happy with that. Um, out Oliver and Simpson. So uh, part of the reason to get Oliver was one, I was in trouble for this week. And two, uh, Sicily had the the role change, I guess you could say, that he mentioned in the presser. So, yeah, and, and then Oliver looks like he'll be back in two weeks. So I think it's like you generally hold two-week injuries, so that's fine. But um, I think I'm okay with those ends. So um, is what it is. MVP and fault of the week was, I think the fault has to be Rory Atkins. Um, can't believe I put so much so faith well. in this. Play. Yeah. Um, Actually, you, you can have Atkins and explain that one, but I'll, I'll take Jack Steele. I think Steele, I've made excuses for him nonstop, and um, I can't make anyone for that performance. Just hope that the buy does him some good. Now, the MVP, I don't know if I can give it to Sicily or not, um, considering it's, what is it, 85 points over two weeks now. So I think the MVP, I'm going to give it to Humphrey for that goal at the end. It was looking like a okay trade-in to a very good trade-in after that. Uh, heroic goal that won them the game. So um, Humphrey will be useful over the bias too. So shout out to Humphrey. I paid 280k and not very often you're happy trading in a 280k non-keeper, but um, he went well. So happy with that. Jackson, how did you go? Uh, yeah, down week for me. Uh, so just the 22.74, which dropped me 190 or so ranks out to 325 overall, which is still a good spot and, you know, can make up a lot of ground during the buys. Um, last week was a, a bit of a disaster for me for, um, uh, for those that, that were calling out my attitude, just being a little bit surly, but, uh, <laughs> Oliver and, uh, Josh Kelly were, um, the two that were injured. I decided to hold Oliver. My desktop research on hamstrings led me to believe it's one to two weeks. And that looks to be the case. It's going to be full exactly kind of between them, I think for when he's fit. Um, uh, but he'll end up waiting a second of precaution, uh, and, uh, I traded Josh Kelly into Laird, which looked like a pretty reasonable trade. I mean, um, <laughs> I was going to say like Sicily would have been better, but I think either way, I was waiting. <laughs> you're going to lose a week on the 
on the other side. But um, yeah, Laird, Laird looks pretty good. So I'm very happy to pick him up and own him. Uh, and then I also traded in Bailey Humphrey from, oh, I can't remember which rookie I got rid of. Cowan, I think I got rid of, the Cash Cowan. Um, and yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, similar thoughts to you, George, like played a very good first half and then just looked to be a so-so trade. You know, guy that had cramping issues, playing up in the humidity, fading out in the second half, a bit worried, but uh, kicking the game-winning goal, just get yeah, nice little score to get the 70K this week and have a break-even of 11 is great. But I think most promising, the CBAs went up with him and it looks like he'll be great covered during the buys, which um, I desperately need at the moment. Running, so, Eno, I think you had a pretty good week as, uh, as well, didn't you? I did. So score-wise, two, four, four, seven, but uh, really could have made up some more ground that I've, you know, lost at numerous points this year with, you know, Mills and Took, and there's been a lot of injuries, a lot of mishaps as we're experiencing this week as well. A lot more people are, but um, I was always as it goes back to two weeks ago, my team and the issues that I caused myself in not going or going Stuart before Merritt because you know wanted to go Merritt this week, had him into my team. Um, you know, we saw O'Neill dropped. I was like, okay, I've got to get him in. He's got, you know, West Coast this week, North next week. That was always the plan. Then O'Neill's a late in, you know, sort of before the game. So I reversed that and go to Laird early uh, in this and in fantasy. Uh, and as he said, great trade in Laird this week. But of course, just like Tissily, um, looks like uh, uh, likely to get a week. Uh, because I wasn't able to sort of go Merritt and Laird in the one trade in this week with Clary. And I think it was Samson out. And I had a bit, bit of cash in the bank. Uh, I was like 8K short of getting both those boys in. Uh, so if I did the reverse, you know, Stuart uh, and Merritt did, did the other way around the other week, it would have been all good. But um, I was like, okay, what's my next best if I'm not going to get a premium? You know, I could get a Degoe I was tossing up and McRae maybe looks like he's getting forward status. And I was like, nah, you know what? I'll bank the 280K. And since I'm not getting Merritt this week, I'll do it and get him, which is who I want, the week after. Uh, so I'll get Rory Atkins. Uh, God, that turned out to be the hardest watch Ooh. my entire life. Uh, and I know we sort of said last week between the two of him and Humphrey, if no one had either, who would we get? I think I was leaning towards Atkins because of the role and whatever. And he lost it straight away. The first game I get him, he's out to the wing. Joel Jeffrey's in taking kickouts. Uh, and he's just lost on the wing, you know, running up and down. Uh, on like Os- uh, Who was he on? Like Oscar Baker and just doing nothing. So, um, yeah, 28. And he's, I'm already looking at my team and he's not there anymore. And I'm, that's the way I want to <laughs> continue because stuff. I was against him to begin with and look. In the role, it looked like it was going to be fine, but uh, he, he straight away. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely my fault. Uh, but the MVP for the week uh, probably is still Sicily. I know Jaws was uh, tempted to go in, but did, didn't because he's suspended. But I've had him all year and rode the ups and downs, and it looks like he's finally come good. And we had the VC on him. So, look, the points we lose this week of not having him, we got a bit with the captaincy. It's my first cap- big captain of the year. I haven't hit anything <laughs> this year so uh i wasn't actually watching the game but I'll, i will take it um so yeah he was my mvp for sure he gave away two fifties as well oh, i didn't miss yeah. that so i saw he was oh on my like goodness. I'm like, let's go this is a 160 and then three halfway through the fourth i'm like it's oh. an 100 what the hell's happening because well one of those fifties was early as well um yeah and, and i must say as a non-owner i was thinking about sicily today and it's really unfortunate that he's missing this week and a week that people need the extra players uh, but to be honest, I think even with the week out, the trade is still a win. The points that you got um, and the cash means that I, I think it's just a win. It, like it's it's could have been a much bigger win. But if you got a vice captain or captain on him, huge dub. 
if he didn't and you just traded him, I think that's still a, a big win as well. It's going to be very hard for others to bring him in now, just given the price and where people's teams are at. So uh, I, I've kind of got him now as a top four defender from here to the year. I think I buy in that they're going to continue to free him up and give him this really nice role to the to the back end of the year. And I'm looking at my side going with the way the buys fit and the fact that I need to get Dawson as well. I just can't see myself getting him. Um, or, or even if I do, I'm going to have to pay up massively. And yeah, I, I just, he, honestly, he would have been a trade target for me, I think this week, if, um, if he wasn't out and <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I think, I think you guys will, it, it could have been much better than what it was, but I, I think, I still think it's a good trade and I still think, uh, you're going to be ahead as a result of it. So it's, it's not, it's not all bad news, especially if you can still get, you know, 19 on the field this week. Yeah, like I was going to say, JD, if he was playing this week, guys who didn't have him probably get him. You get two games before his buy, but the fact that he misses this week, he only plays next week and then has a buy. It's kind of hard to justify getting him next week if you're a non-owner and then him having his buy straight up after. But you also, if you want him, kind of have to because he's almost, what, 600K now or even is and then has a really break even again. So at least we have him. It looks like the role's good, Jordan. Um, should, be, could be, uh, should be good from here out. Um Phoebe said he says he loves this potty. Any updates on Lair boys before we move on? Uh, I saw someone in chat mention that the suspension has been upheld. Don't read but, that. Uh, but yeah, Dave, Dave Zeta has straight it, away. Has, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, Mitch, I'm hitting refresh as well. Like F5, like if you're looking off at the second screen, I'm, lo- I'm looking Mate, at Dave just tweeted. He said he's my super coach captain, so I'm an, as invested as you all are. I will yeah, be quiet how, now. <laughs> how, how based is that? Um, Good, Dave. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay, um, so yeah, uh, no no news yet. We're still waiting, cool. waiting, waiting. Well, we'll get through the news we do know of then um, with some other suspensions and, and also some injuries. So yeah, Sicily we've spoken about, obviously, got the one week for he sort of, you know, ran past the ball and hit Kammer, uh, of all people. Shout out to Kammer, um, but hit him and um, copped a week for that. <laughs> I, um, I think Sicily's in Cammer's team too. So oh how would you no. feel? That's a double whammy. You got you got knocked up and and you you lose him for a week in super coach. Uh yeah, shout out Cammer. I was hoping he could give some evidence and help him get off, but uh they didn't challenge, so he's gone. <laughs> uh Parker's got this, uh how, uh upheld, sorry, uh for his and then Chera for whatever reason, Carlton's lawyers are Best Unmatched, in the business, JD. Undefeated. So. <laughs> they, they are, I mean, that is just one of the elite hacks. They got Crips off for a Brownlow last year. They got Chera off. The, up until this point, no one else has been able to successfully challenge a, one of these tackle it's penalties. It's 20, so isn't it? It's, so. it's one, in, one in 17 now, thanks to Carlton's lawyers, who, I mean, it's about the only thing going right for the club <laughs> at the moment, but you take the wins where you can get them, the one percenters, and being able to save a week here or there. That's as good as, you know, they they talk about these elite high-performance guys preventing injury, trying to save a week or two here or there from injured players. Well, they're saving weeks on the field with suspensions, and that is that is actually a legitimate advantage. So, anyway. Um, JD, trying to those. jab Carlton any chance he gets, George. You would, you would, you would admire that, I think. Um, <laughs> I do enjoy Carlton downfall as much as every other neutral person, but um, I think their supporters have suffered enough, and they're probably in for a bit, a bit more. In the near yeah. future, as I'm about to read, so Holland's out for eight weeks. Had a pretty promising that, that is sad. Career. That is very sad. Maybe one of their bright spots, like hasn't dominated. Yeah. Look like you know, not yeah. many kids come in and look set and ready at, at the level Elite straight runner away. as well. And he has so that eight weeks. They reckon, unfortunately, 
Cripps, like, was it rolled his ankle and late? In the he says fourth. he's okay. I think on radio this morning. So they, he'll probably he he'll get up, like you know. Yeah. Oh, I reckon, especially after some of the media going on this yeah. weekend, and good on him for standing up for himself. But yeah, you do feel um, bad I reckon, for him being at Carlton. Like, <laughs> I read someone put fire. JD. Yes. Mason Cox has more wins in his career than Patrick Cripps. I, that's a bit happens. like that's. How many how many more games he played? About 70, 80? I, I mean, mean you got to remember Cripps Mason's played hundred, obviously, seasons. and then was Cripps almost two hundred? Yeah, he has been yeah. injuries. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Hewitt concussion, so it'd be at least one week. Sometimes they turn into two. Not sure. Uh, and then Cowan to test with his finger. I think George put it there. We're hopefully he'll be back, but you know, probably looking unlikely. Um, and then Newman with his hammy's done is probably three to four. Um, they're saying so. I don't know what George is laughing at, but. Just a uh, comment I was replying to. <laughs> That's a lot of um, injuries for Carlton. So, look, it opens up, I think, Pitnet as well, I didn't mention. So, you know, Chincotto, if anyone's still got him on the bench, might be lucky there. Might get uh, Jackson Bins, I think, is a rookie price um, that we could possibly get if he comes into the team. So, maybe opens up some opportunities there um, at Carlton. Uh, Clary, as I think George said off the, off the top, um, JD's been obviously following that closely, still has him. Might be back for what's the King's birthday. Nah, he's game definitely now, right? back. 100% back. You There's reckon? No way. Yeah. It, it, something yeah. have to seriously go wrong. He's like already after training. Yeah, correct. So something would have to go wrong. Are you prepared for awareness. him to be subbed off at three quarter time when the game's over? I mean, if I only get a 140 out of him, so be it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Who would be winning, Jordan, do you think? That'd be a good match, don't you think? Is it Melbourne yeah. Collingwood? He'll be recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He'll be recorded. Mm, I don't uh, think we'll Melbourne are much good. Oh, anyway. I think that's, yeah. We'll see. They'll be coming off their bye, though, and Collingwood won't have um, played theirs. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. Wait, anyway. sorry. No, I've got that wrong. They still won't have played their bye. Anyway. Um, and then we move on to some other ones. Radigalia, um, if anyone's still got him, unfortunately, would have been probably nice buy cover, but uh, it's done his hammy. Um, so they don't really have a time frame yet. Shrek as well. Uh, unfortunately, I saw that. Well, I actually didn't see it live, but I was at the ground and missed it. Uh, just getting getting something to drink. But uh, yeah, the big fella was starting to dominate in that second quarter and um, went down, unfortunately. So it uh, seems like a you know medium one, which, yeah, obviously got to trade him out. Uh, well, it's still two weeks, George, if that's what you've seen on the uh, injury list, which is interesting. Yes. Um, might for, save Atkins' career for another <laughs> one or two weeks. Not that I care about it, but, you know, maybe if I'm struggling, could keep him for one more. Uh, CJ, still three weeks with the calf. So, you know, Weddle, Seamus, good for, for owners of them. Um, LDU, one to two weeks. So get getting close. Uh, is that been updated? I thought it might be close. Uh, maybe For LDU? Yeah, maybe still one yeah. more. Oh, they, um, they, they mentioned... I'm two, sure I saw... Today. I'm sure I saw a tweet saying that he's made good progress so, in his recovery. Yeah, I thought I saw that in the fantasy chat or something. But Hold anyway. on. Let me just uh, quickly pull uh, up. Yeah, it still says one to two on the website that was updated today. today. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that, that uh, timeline's kind of has him coming back, I guess, uh, after... Oh, just before their buy? Yeah, so it could be the week before their buy. Yep. Um, Hunter Clark, four to six with a knee, and then Dom Sheed's a test, uh, as well as Dill Shield. So few other ones there that might, you know, affect some other picks, but nothing too relevant. Anyone else you want to talk about, boys, or any of, you know, relevance from those injuries? Um, or uh, should we talk about that no, later? No, I mean, I would say that, uh, like, um, 
it presents opportunities, right? I think the Darcy one is unfortunate, but he was going to be out anyway. And I do think, um, you know, there's some good options that have presented themselves this week that we can um, talk through from that perspective. And then, yeah, the Carlton one, I think, you know, could be blessings if we get Sin Cotter and then possibly a new debutante back. But it, it, it is going to be a little bit tricky with, you know, once some of these guys returning, who holds, who doesn't. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. And then I, I guess... Um, uh, like just quickly, it's sad news, but um, like McCartan out for the season and no, no super coach relevance, but just like really unfortunate kind of like underpins why preventing concussion is so uh, important at the moment. And yeah, just, just hope um, the best for his health. Yep. Uh, we'll move on to some DPP in a second. No updates from Laird. I'm sure you guys will keep me updated once that right. It's been comes. like over three, five minutes, <laughs> minutes <laughs> deliberating. This is the longest deliberation I've seen. <laughs> uh, we'll get the, knock the DPP out of the park. Obviously, uh, and unfortunately, it hasn't been too um, too relevant. So, Gorn and Walsh missed out. Gorn by a B's, uh, you know what, B's pecker, 0.1 of a percent. So, 34.9 in the end it was. And Walsh, Pretty much last two weeks sort of knocked him out um, uh, too much. So I sort of always was saying that he's only played a, you know half the games. So any big swing could affect that. And we saw that last week. And then on Friday night, uh, you know, Hewitt went down and they got a few injuries anyway. So he was he was forced in there more as well. So um, doesn't get the DPP. Still think it'd be an okay pick. And I mean, they've got a few injuries in there now. He'll probably be playing a lot of midfield in the, in the next few weeks. Jack McRae, um, I'll go to you first. Uh, what are your thoughts with him? Uh, the t- I know the timing probably isn't too great. They also have the worst buy along with the whole forward line pretty much. So um, low break. Oh, and, he's and... off. He's off. Oh, look at JD. <laughs> Let's go. Low reaction. <laughs> are you serious? Yes, Laurie. Oh. It's succeeded. He's free to play against West uh, Gold Coast. How yes. good is Look that? at the chat. Everyone's loving it. Let's go. Get in there. <laughs> Ooh, two and 17. Crom lawyers. Get around. Wow. Boys. Dang. Oh, my God. I, I got him in both fantasy and, and super coaches. That is so, so good. So big. Same JD. Yeah. Yes. Building 17. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> the chat is popping off. Bang. Oh. Yeah, that's good. I'm happy for oh, the That's so good. Yeah. Both my teams, to be fair. Adelaide, like, it was pretty stiff. Neil was coming at a bit of pace, and I don't want to get into MRO talk because it's uh, doing my head in as it is, but um would have been pretty stiff uh, to see him go down yeah. for that. So I, I must stiff. say, like, like we're cheering this from a super coach perspective, but they still haven't found the balance right between protecting the players yeah. and the players protecting themselves um, as well. And, like, anyway... Let's 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 keep moving on because yeah, we could get into on. a bit of a rabbit hole, and no one wants to hear hear us <laughs> no. um, waffle on about MRO. No, I was saying to George, you turn on the AFL shows now; it's fifty percent that every. Yeah, there's, there's no footy talk anymore. Um, McRae, George, much love, player hours. Look at him smiling oh, yeah, through McCray. the red news. <laughs> 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 I think um, he's laughing at I'm a, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'll spend more time reading chat than Pat Dillon, but I'll, I'll zone in now. Um, Jack McRae. Okay, so I think JD had a good take on this. Um, the problem with McRae is he's, he's my favorite player in this game since picking up in 2018. Um, I had him pretty much every year since. So um, I would love to own Jack McRae again. What does he Especially average? He's a forward. Like, come on. Know, he so never had hasn't that been that since before. 2017, and, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know. 
He's, and he's, I actually, he's, I had him in 2017 as a forward. Yeah, I think yeah. If, if you're building a Mount Rushmore of super coach players, which might be a fun activity for another time, at least in the last you know five ten years, he's he's in there easy, yeah, uh, hands easy. down. Yeah, yeah. Forty one so, break even, George. Five seventy k and the bad we, buy. The CBAs are probably not going to be good because it was Trelaw out this week and this week. So last week he scored one forty. So since then he was probably. What was he going at? Like low ton for most yeah, of the year? Yeah, 101 or something. Yeah. Okay. So then he had the big game two weeks ago where he kicked two goals, which he's not really a known goal kicker, but I guess he's a bit more in the forward half, I guess. So maybe he'll kick a few more this year. Scored the 140, no law. This week, 140 again. No, no, no. Yeah, two Yes, yes, sorry. This week, this week 140 again. Um, CBA's propped back up, but Libba had his first bad score for the year. So I'm guessing those points went to McRae. So Libba scored 80. I think he's been going at 115, one, something like that for the whole year. And he hasn't had like, Libba hasn't had the massive games, but he's had no floor games. And this was his first floor game by far. So that's kind of where the points went. So if the points continue to go to like Libba and Bont, it's hard to see McRae score. And Trelaw was scoring okay too. It's hard to see McRae go on that 110 with less CBAs because he's not the preferred mid. They prefer Trelaw in. Now, are they going to be conservative with with Trelaw when he comes back in? Um, maybe they don't give him full time mid just because of his history of his body. Um, would you pay four seventy a uh, five seventy for him? I'd be okay with that. I think he'll be thereabouts as a top six forward. I'd be happy with him. Is there a high priority on him? Um, probably not, just because I don't think the CBAs will always be there. So. Um, I'd be happy to get him in, but I'm not going to rush to get him in. But it is worth noting that eight of the nine next games are at Marvel or Mars. So yeah, conclusion for me is I'm not in a hurry to get him in, but I'd love to get him in if I could. Plus he has the bad buy. So I don't think I'll be getting him in. Uh, if I somehow can post buy, then I will. But I'm not in a hurry. What do you think, JD? Yeah, I mean, I... I... I tweeted out earlier this week that he's what top five scores. Um, four of them came without at least one of Trelaw or Baz. And uh, yeah, Trelaw's a, the test for the hammy this week coming back, you would presume. And that does give me some concerns over Jack McRae's scoring. But I am um, somewhat negatively biased as someone who started in this year and had to jump off because his scoring was so poor early on. Um, so I'm kind of, I think, just my insanity, hoping that he isn't a pick because Darcy had jumped off, he came good. Um, <laughs> McRae had jumped off, he's kind of come good. Um, but no, I, I, I have a feeling the scoring won't be there. It won't be as consistent once um, uh, Trelaw is back in the side alongside Baz, um, especially given they've been putting more CBAs into Baz. But like, look, he could be fine. Um, I think in terms of where I've got him rated, I think I've got him in my top seven or eight forwards from here uh, and probably in the top six to be honest but with the bad buy um I, like it's not someone that i'm rushing to bring in given how my structure looks i i think if he was like 50k cheaper he'd probably be a really easy pickup but um where he's priced at the moment i don't feel like he's a must-have but if you can make it work for your buy structure i think it's a nice um, like point of difference from here on the run home. Um, the other thing that is kind of underrated is his durability. And that's a little bit um, ironic given that we just lost Oliver. But um, I think that is something that you can give him the tick on that some of these other guys that we have in our forward line, such as Butters, Rosie, uh, 
Dunkley, Taranto don't have. They've all had injury history in the last few years. So I think that does is something a little bit nice about McRae that gives me a little bit conf- more confidence in him as a pick on the run home. Yep. That's definitely in his favour. The timing's bad. Like, I obviously could have got him last week. Don't want to go spiel in my team again. Um, but that was, you know, uh, as a mid-only. Before we, you know, totally know what's going to happen, like, Trelaw could be back this week. He's a test. Um, and it's just bad timing, right? He's gone 140, 140. And you kind of want to see what happens when Trelaw gets back with Baz and everyone in there. But you don't have that luxury. You kind of got to get him now if you want before he's 600. And that's just a bit of a risk. Um, plus, that buy is an absolute killer. So... I was really onto it, wanted to get him in, but as the you know days have gone past, the last couple of just just don't see it as being viable for my team anyway. And I don't even have as many round fifteen buy players as others. Like I think I've got six and maybe seven if I'm no keeping Sheasel. Yeah, and some people have eight. You know, like yeah. So I think I keep that advantage and don't raise the amount of players I have in that buy to maybe do better in that week uh, and make up some ground. So yeah, but unfortunately it's going to be six hundred k for two or three weeks and. Um, they've got a few Marvel games. Uh, just got to see what happens, but it's going to be hard, I think. Uh, so, yeah, um, we'll get to uh, some concerns. So any primos we think we have any concerns with, some people might have uh, and give our opinion there. So, I mean, Atkins, we spoke about him. Obviously not so, quite a sorry, premium. Sorry, did you say primos? Yeah, yeah. yeah not quite a premium? We'll just go with concerns. <laughs> yeah, not quite a premium. Not quite an AFL player. Um, <laughs> oh, no, not anymore right. in my right. team. No. Um, uh, yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think the thing with Atkins is, right, his role got scuffed. He got moved up onto a wing, and that was without Weller coming back. I, oh, We already had concerns with him playing in kind of like that Dewey, Terrio stadium weather where he's been doing loose, uncontested marking. It probably doesn't suit that type of style. And then being moved up onto a wing where he can get lost is um, not great. And then being subbed out is probably even worse. Uh, is it Whiting that um, reports on the Gold Coast says he reckons Atkins plays again this week and they've been kind of happy. But um, I think it's one where I'd be pretty worried about holding him if they don't make any changes in the back half that would see him move into defense. Because if he plays up on that wing again, uh, I'm not optimistic about what that scoring looks like this week. Yep. What are you doing with him, George? I think the question is whether you get rid of him or not. Uh, I think you just take one body. Spray keeping's not that high. It's 44, uh, to... right? So I think he's a safe yeah. hold for at least one week and you can kind of see what happens. Um, I will be trading. I need to get rid of somebody for Ford. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So it's either him or Chincotta. If Chincotta is not named then i'll get rid of him um just because like i guess it depends where you're at like for example i can just save a a score here and get rid of like a chess or a stir but i'm not going to make any money off that and that's that's not doing me any favors in the long term so it's going to hurt me this week but long term i'm going to need that that extra trade is going to be worth a lot more than 50 60 points that chinkoto or atkins might score and they're both their last two scores were in the 20s so um, I think she got might have been thirty. I can't remember. So I will uh, I will happily offload if this role change continues. If I see Jeffrey and all those names back in the team, Jeffrey's a forward. There's no room for him in the forward line. They've got Gold Coast Academy forwards coming next year in the draft. I think they've probably recognised that and um, thought, well, let's try him at half back. So I'll I'm okay to trade. Is it? Yeah, it's a little bit ludicrous to trade a. A, a green dot this week considering a lot of people's position such as mine but 
I'm just looking after the team long term. And I, I feel like I have to get Ford because I'm going to need his money to get my absolute final upgrade. So I'm very concerned. Uh, yeah, I think you can hold or trade. Ideally, you hold if you can, though, for sure. Yeah. For me, now that Laird's back, I should have 18, uh, even without relying on Chinkotta. So, uh, Atkins, you can get the hell out of my team. Regret that immediately and um, get his money, as you said. You know, like fixing a Roberts or a Ryustin, who's in my team, like and getting 40K out of him. Trades are valuable now, down to like my last, you know, 12 or so and using a couple of those this week. So, uh, probably, yeah, rather get the money out of a player that I'll need. Uh, to make an upgrade than do sort of a sideways there for, yeah, as you said, 50 points or whatever it, uh, it ends up being. Uh, Shrek, I, I think just, yeah. just the one thing on that, look into what trades you're going to do next week because if you're not planning to make lots of trades next week, then holding Atkins with a break-even of 44 and getting that extra score, getting an extra week of data, I think is fine. Yep. Um, uh, and then, you know, trading me out. But if you... If, if you're in George's situation where trading him to someone like Ford and that's the only way you have of doing it, then I think it's okay to move him on as long as you've got enough people playing this week. So I, I'd actually be, you know, with a break in 44, I'd be happy to hold him uh, one more week if you weren't planning to use all three trades next week anyway and you could move him on then. Yep, yep. Uh, Shrek, as we sort of said, out for medium term, long enough to be a trade, um, even though we're not sure. Briggs pre presents as a pretty clear pathway for, for Shrek owners. Um, you know, you can obviously go straight to width, but obviously he's a trade. No, there's nothing really we need to discuss there. It's more, it's more where you go. So what, yeah, what Briggs thing, George? I think it's an interesting, interesting case of what you can do here because going down to Briggs means you just need another trade to upgrade him. So you're basically using two trades for a sideways, essentially what will be in the, in the long run. So, Going backwards in premium is never a good idea, but if you have the trades to do it, I probably would because Briggs probably makes 150k buys by roughly that, maybe 120 to 170k, somewhere in that range, and then you can trade him to. Um, depends who you want. You could get a cheaper ruck like a Gorn. I don't think English is worth 600k in his current form, personally, especially with his body. You could go for probably Wits. Wits destroyed. English on the weekend. I think he had 30 plus hitouts on him. Uh, I would pick between Wits and Briggs. If you have enough trades, I'd go to Briggs and then flip him to a ruck in his buy round. If you don't, I'd go straight to Wits. What do you think on, well, yeah, probably more Briggs, JD, on or Shrek. What's the, what's the route you, you like? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, trade, I think, is definitely the case. And then I've, I've got similar notes, I think, to George here, which is that I really like Briggs as a cash gen option and extra points on field up until that buy. But given most, like you probably then have to figure out what you're going to flip him to at that buy. And I think that's kind of tricky because uh, unless you've got someone like Darcy Cameron in the forward line as well, it's not obvious what that would be. Uh, but I do really like Wits as a premium upgrade to kind of differentiate yourself from uh, English owners and then also to take advantage of the buys on the way through. Uh, it is a little bit annoying that he's now more expensive than English, and that was like caught me by surprise. But he looks in good form, and uh, obviously Gold Coast is firing at the moment as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, Darcy's a trade. I, th I think he can go to either English or Wits, whichever big premium option you like. But if you want to generate cash, uh, take a little bit of riskier route, then I, I do really like Briggs as an option this week. And to be honest, if he had like forward status, I'd slam dunk bring him in this week. Um, but because I've got 
Marshall in English doesn't really help my side to bring someone like him in. Yep, fair enough. I, I do like the Briggs one, so I won't add any more to that. That's probably what I would uh, advocate for as a Shrek owner. Works nicely. Um, Steel, George. Um, what, yeah. as an owner, do you think here? Um, I would. much you can do, right? If I could, him. if I had the trades, I'd flick him to Stuart this week. Say the donut. I'm considering it, but I can't do it because I'll just go cost money and I don't have the trades to do it. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think uh, part of the logic for picking Steel was at the time Cash Gen looked quite bad for me, and all of a sudden Weddell's come in, Ford's coming in, Humphreys come in. Um, Cash Gen is actually not, and Johnson's come back, scored a seventy. All of a sudden, Cash Gen's not as bad as I thought it was, which was part of the reason why I felt inclined. I was actually going to go all three of Mills, Brayshaw, and Steel basically, um, just because that's felt like where I was at. So uh, just watching Steel. I don't know if this was from the knee issue from a few weeks ago. I think the shoulder should be fine. He's still tackling. The tackle numbers are really, really high still. I think you back him in with the week off. He's still going 90-odd this year with a few, like a sub-out game and the game where he hurt himself. The game he came back with 40% CBAs. When you get rid of all that, it's still around 100. So is he top six, uh, top eight? It's looking unlikely, doesn't look like it, but you just hope that with a week off, that'll do him some good. So I think you hold him. Um, if you don't have him, I think you anti-pot it. Yep. Because he's actually, he, he's a, I reckon he's about 40% in top 1% of teams, I think, something like that. It's actually quite highly owned. Oh, wow. I'll check that. Well, um, what do you think, JD? I mean probably the point where it's a have him just keep in hope and don't have him don't trade him in is that what you think uh for steel i no i mean i'm i've always been of these ones in the first buy that he was one that interested me most just because i thought he'd benefit the most from a week off uh i guess it was like some concern that uh st kilda is starting to falter a little bit and i don't know we've seen these like black and white games from from steel where he looks good one week looks poor the next um, I, I wouldn't be trading him in like straight off his buy. I think that is one that you can wait another week, especially given that um, round 13 is that easy round for us to to field players. So I'm not as worried about him. And I think his break even is going to be roughly around 138. But um, if he looks good that week and it looks like the week off's done him good, I'm still in favor of trying to acquire him as a target. They still have, I think, North and Hawks and West Coast on the run home. They have one of the softer fixtures, I want to say. So... Uh, at his cheap price, I mean, if if you need to get a cheap M7 or M8, you know, looking at some combination of one of um, him or Mills, I still think makes sense. So um, yeah, I'm not I'm not out on on steel, especially if he gets to you know five ten. Yep. So it's a one. The thing's kind of glitch. You got to go down to the fixture, but one thirty eight break even, and then you can sort of see how he goes against Sydney if you're that way inclined off the buy, and then he'll be about five hundred five ten as you said with Richmond. Uh, Brisbane at Marvel, then West Coast. So, um, yeah, maybe you get one more week of data, see how he is off the buy with a rest if you're still interested, and then attack him there. You don't have to go him straight up after the buy, which is nice. Yeah, he'll be there at that price. And just quickly, his ownership, sorry, was 34%, and it's gone yeah. down 3% to 31. People, people trading not him happy. out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting that. So more than Brayshaw, actually, more than more than Walsh, others like that. But, yeah. Um, Look, could still come good for him. Yeah, as you said, the you boy said the rest might do him well. Uh, 
we'll go with Ashcroft first, I guess, and then get to the North boys at the end. Uh, I mean, if you have Ashcroft all this way, um, I'd probably consider keep keeping him for the the buy rounds when he's back. So Hawthorne out of the buy, Sydney at the Gabba, as we know where he does well. It's just <laughs> it's just pencil him in now. Like it's genuinely hilarious now. All the, the all these good scores being at the Gabba, and it's continued for half a season and. Not much else outside of that. So, you know, Hawks at the G, if you believe that will hold true. I mean, Hawks actually aren't an easy matchup in, in the midfield. They've been quite good, uh, you know, centre clearance and, and clearance, but still could do all right there. But then, yeah, sitting at the Gabba, Saints uh, away, but then Richmond and West Coast both at the Gabba. So if you trust him and believe in him and think he can go well, you know, especially a, 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 for a young player, a buyer will help. Um, you could consider holding him even further. And be your absolute last, um, you know, rookie to get off field per se. Uh, what do you think, JD? I'll go to you first. Uh, I mean, it feels like I've had the same take on Ashcroft for last month. Uh, <laughs> if trading him helps your side, do it. If it doesn't, hold him. Um, I think for those that are fine this buy and then could use him through the rest, that's great. But I do wonder how they're actually upgrading to premiums, or is he the last, literally the last player they're going to have yeah. on field at M eight and do an upgrade? post the last buy and that gets him to someone coming for them. like maybe um but i if you have a feeling he's going to be in your trade plans the next few weeks anyway i'd just get rid of him now um but yeah i i, I don't think there's a wrong choice here uh, the fixture looks okay enough post buy that i'm not too worried about him leaking tons of cash uh so yeah either either way i'm i'm happy with ashcroft yep anything george no Break even at 109. I think you can trade if you want, for sure. Yeah, it just depends yeah. how you feel you're going to go. Yeah, if you're in a position to keep, then you're probably going very well. And that probably you could even that. trade him like to Neil this week if you're fine. Just, actually, no, you can just do that next week. You're probably not going to use three trades next week. Yeah, depends on your team. Uh, and then the North boys. So uh, we'll get both of their um, averages and whatnot up. But they've, you know, they've been killing it for most of the year. And then it's just the last couple of weeks for both is for different reasons, gone a bit, a bit bad. So, you know, Zebel was, I think 88 the week before against Sydney and then 71 this week against Collingwood um, dropped 33 K. I mean, it was kind of happened at some point, right? He, you know, that 179 dropped out of his system. He was around 600 K. Um, you know, he wasn't going to hold that forever. It's more of, is are you concerned or is it just a little, you know, downfall and is he still going to be a keeper? Cause 170 break even now, JD. And if he goes even 100 against Essendon um, this week, he'll drop another 30K. So what do you see with Zebel and what's your thoughts? Uh, so I still have him as keeper range. I think this has been a small blip. Um, he's like DT scoring has been fine across these last couple of weeks anyway. And it looks like with um, the AFL news tonight, I'd expect Clarko back soon, which um, I think should see maybe some restoration in scoring. Uh, yeah, like, uh, I think he's a, a still a perfectly fine, like, D6 um, player. So he's someone I might buy flip during the buys if it works out for me. But some of the matchups during um, uh, the buys are actually, like, pretty good in terms of uh, like S and GWS Bulldogs. So I'm, I'm happy to hold him. I think I've got bigger issues elsewhere because the next play we're going to talk about in Sheasel, I think is the one of the two that if you've got both, I'd rather be getting rid of. So, yep. Yep. I guess you can talk about both chords. You might as well. 
pair him together with Shizu. Oh, I, and just quickly, the other thing on Zibalis, he's still taking the majority of kick-ins, right? Like he yeah. had six of eight last week. He had six of nine the week before. And that does give you a little bit of floor. Um, so, yeah, anyway. Someone, I, I wasn't watching intently, but didn't he not play on from about 70% yeah. of them for whatever reason? Like, No, he had, sure. he had one. He had one he didn't play on from. Five out of six he did. Oh, okay, so what were people saying? In the, uh, right, smoke and the coke. If Locke's watching, you can. Uh, I think it was Locke, so good info, Locke. Right. Anyway, they're trying, trying, trying to post hoc justify trades, but yeah, I, like <laughs> you, you can trade him if you've got, if you haven't got, yep. yeah, bigger problems, but I do. I think I'll just keep him. I don't think there's enough to suggest he's a trade. I guess he's 32. You always worry about that. They play the Saints again in the back half of the year. Well, I don't know. He's I 32, but you weeks. just ride that until the, you know, yeah. that matters, right? And he... If it blows up, it blows up. I'll deal right. with it then. You should have a trade then. Yeah. All right. And then she's be... all. Oh, it's just like, I know you must be pretty thrilled with people talking about uh, Zeebel as a trade. trade no, it, it, it actually annoys me even more because I think there's no reason to trade him. Um, like, obviously, it's annoying that he's coming down right before he's buy. Like, if you, you know, if you mm-hmm. wanted to flip him, he's obviously going to be less money. But uh, what's changed? Like, I think. I think he just junked up late in the Collingwood game, so he didn't get many points for it, super coach wise. I don't know. It's Collingwood. It's not like the easiest matchup in the world, even though they are uh, uh, dominant in a game. It's not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I, I will say that if, uh, like, I'm definitely looking at in round 15, can I flip Sheasel and Zebel to Dawson and Sicily? And if I can make that, uh, like, happen, <laughs> I absolutely will, but uh, it's going to be a lot of money. A yeah. lot of money. Yeah. You need some bang for that. All yeah. right. Well, uh, I'll touch on Sheezel quickly. I'm yeah, okay. hold. Yep. I was trading him in my video, but I'm not trading anymore. I looked at his heat map. A lot of down All back second half possessions. Was down back, so I just hold. Yeah, Clarko coming off back for a bit. Yeah, as JD hold. said, maybe Sheez gets down back and we uh we get that back. Who knows? I'm sure they'll keep trying him up the ground at points. So we'll see. Uh, just quick, uh, I think Hall won't be in the team much longer as well. Why is he, dude? Like, come on, what's the point? Got like. I don't know. Got blokes like Paul Curtis as the sub. I know it's a different position, yada yada, but like they're clearly in a rebuild. Give some guys with some youth some some time on the field. Uh all right, we'll get through the last couple of things we do so we can get some questions. As being a live pod, we obviously want people in the chat to um to get those answered. I don't know whose phone's ringing, but uh it's the rookies the, uh, it's the timer in the kitchen. I think go last doing a bit of cooking at the moment. Uh, the rookie. So we already spoke about Briggs. Um, I think we like him if it, if it helps your team. Like I, I kind of do want to get him, but he only scores for me on field this week, uh, covering Rowan. And then after that, he sits at R3 and, and he's basically just a, a non-playing rookie that makes, you know, will hopefully make 150 to 200K. So I still think that's viable in that sense, but it probably depends on how good your trades are, whether you go him knowing that you'll, you know, won't get scores out of him besides this week and you'll have to obviously trade him out again. Um, but the 200K could be really important for me. I'm not sure how well I'm going trades-wise, cash-wise to get, you know, a team. Like, I'll get a team done, but obviously you want to get a team done with desired premiums, right? Not ch- cheaping out for the last three or four and having a pretty average team. So um, anything else to add on Briggs, boys, before we get to some others? Or we kind of covered it all? He looks good. We captained Marshall. Any worry about Briggs Flynn? Was- because people might uh, ask that question. Mm, I think they've tried Flynn on and off yeah, and they've right. just they've been in and out of the team. So I think Briggs will hold for a while. I don't know for sure, but I think he will. Um, yeah, I mean, Proust is still a TBC on his return from that back. So they'd have to worry about that. And 
uh, Briggs has looked as good as um, uh, Flynn has in any of these games this year. So I like I just don't see why they'd swap back. Flynn got dropped for a reason. I think Briggs has looked good. So uh, unless Briggs really plays poorly, I can't see his job kind of being in danger in the in the coming weeks. Yep, in the time that you need him, I think he yeah, holds for two or three, which is all you'd need him for. Uh, Georgie Wardlaw, um, what do you see there, George? Like he's one ninety k. Had a 50, I believe, on the weekend uh, around that 66 time on ground uh, from memory. Um, a lot of people actually traded him in last week off the back of, of one game. Uh, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on, on Wardle? I was probably thinking about getting him in last week, but I'm quite happy to pass. Uh, elevated price, limited preseason, LDU coming back soon. Had nine tackles uh, last week, this week, just the one. I think he'll be fine. Like he's definitely still an option, but he's one where there's probably not enough reason to grab him over Ford at the moment, given the break even. And um, like he could be he could be your cover for the year as well, and cover through the buys. So he, I think he'll be an okay pick. They'll keep playing him for sure. He had a knee issue three weeks ago. We know how many hamstring issues he's had. So I think I'm just happy to pass. Uh, I think he'll be all right though. But yeah. I don't think his junior numbers were massive, though, but I guess he would have had interrupted. I think it was like 88 DT average, whereas I think Ashcroft was much, much more than that. Uh, yeah, he's he'll be a player for sure, but he's one I'll, I'll pass on. But I think he's still a good option if you need someone. I think the question is, do you go him or Briggs as your second downgrade? Because you'll get more scores from most likely from um, Wardlaw. So I think the answer is I think if you need if you need the money, if you feel like you need more money, I think you go Briggs and just cop it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because if I was flush on cash, I think Wardlaw I do like as an option because as long as he's fit, I think they'll continue to get games into him, and we'll see him kind of improve as the year goes on. Uh, and of course, he's getting a midfield role as well. I don't think North's matchups I want to say are too bad from here. Like it's Essendon. Uh, GWS, and then I can't remember who they're playing after that. Someone remind me. Oh, Dogs, which is a bit of a horror. But I mean, I think the thing is, like, they played the Pies, who are um, restrictive as, as far as midfield opponents go. So to judge him kind of harshly in that game, it feels a little bit unfair, to be honest. Um, the one thing I do wonder about is, I mean, Wardlaw, Phillips, Powell have all really returned under Rutten. So if we do see a coach flip, what happens with the midfield? How do they restructure that? I mean, I can't see uh, Clarker coming back and then Wardlaw just being dropped or anything like that. But um, I do wonder how that changes things up and whether they muck around with his positioning or, or what goes on. But I, I think Wardlaw continues to build into the season from here. And if I didn't have money concerns or needed to kind of squeeze every penny, then I would actually bring him as a second rookie this week behind Ford. Yep. If I was not going well, middle you know the next few buys, next week's fine. But you know, um, probably more looking at fourteen. Then you could go Wardlaw, and then I think he's just going to be a nice um, probably bench cover option from here on out. Um, whereas Briggs, I think, will make substantially a lot more money, in my opinion, anyway, in the next few weeks. Um, it's probably not a hot take, but yeah. So look, you don't probably you only get one score out of him, depending on your rucks. But I think most people will have. Rucks only get one score out of him this week, but I still probably lean towards him. 
Uh, Eddie Ford, we probably don't really need to say much about him other than he's been playing bloody well and looks looks a player. Um, I think sort of came in for Curtis Taylor and sort of plays that wing high forward role and um, looks really good. So, like, you've got to get him in. It's as simple as that. Only a few people might have gone early and got a nice score from him last week. But, um, yeah, got to make a heap load of cash for us to help our last upgrade. So, get him in. Um McAndrew's the other one, or the last one kind of that's on the bubble. Um, but it's not much of a bubble, is it really? Um, yeah, look, he's there. He's on the buy anyway, so you don't really need to get him this week. But, uh, you know, 123K and his break-even's 24 after two games. It's not the greatest. No, he doesn't even jump when he rocks. He's a prospect. <laughs> I call him the premium. hard to watch. At him. Like, yeah. he is long and skinny. Like, yeah. And then, like, Hickey came back into the team. So, did they sub him off? I can't remember. I think they did very, very late. Yeah. I think they did. And he barely played in, during the game. Anyway. He needs that, to be solo rock to be... Yeah, that, that's, so, that's so bad. I thought you were talking about um, Mac Andrew, not McAndrew. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Gold Coast boy, get some love in. But I'm like, he's not on the bubble, is he? But... Um... Yeah, okay, never mind. <laughs> McAndrew, yeah. Anyway. I, I think avoid and unless he gets named for a game after um, they return from the bye. Yeah, and we're desperate. Uh, and then there's O'Sheen Mullen, the old Irish boy who I brought in the first week of fantasy and that actually wasn't too bad. And I, he actually looked quite good, uh, honestly, because, um, you know, I think he's played, what, three games of footy ever, George, like in the VFL. Obviously, obviously Gaelic, yeah. but good background. A lot of them do translate quite well, as we've seen, but... Um, Chris Scott, Geelong, it's hard. Don't get him in this week, please. They have the bye the week after. And then if he's named coming off the bye, uh, I think we'd probably be stupid not to go him unless we have other good options. But until then, this is definitely a rookie you don't get early. But what what'd you say, George? Did you like him? Yeah, he was good. I think our first half was better. Uh, had a good attack on the ball. Uh, made one bad clanger, I remember. Like direct turnover. But I think, I think he'll be okay. He did some nice things. Uh, will he hold? Well, I don't know. For that reason, I'm not going early. And we'll get mid-season draft players come in, hopefully. And I don't know how many will play. It's probably unlikely we get any, to be honest. I think the only ones that have played recently have been like, I think one key defender played a few years ago because I think Halton had no key defenders. And then Newcomb played, who I think already signed a contract with Hawthorne. So through their VFL program. I think he's the target in round 13 because if you go early and he gets dropped, I don't think people, like people have like constable as well. So that's going to be quite difficult to carry those two for the rest of the year. Uh, just wait and see. Yeah, lots of plays to come back for Geelong. And as we say in the Discord, uh, Chris Scott is the top tier, in the top tier for Supercoach terrorists in terms <laughs> of ruining our Supercoach team. So... You cannot trust that man with rookies in and out. Doesn't matter if they play really well, he will still he will still take them out of the team. We saw that with Nevert, so it is what it is, and I'll wait. If we get dry on content, we should uh, get together and do a little super terrorist tier list video. I reckon that would yeah. pop off. Um, um, uh, yeah. I mean, you, Dan Brozio was all right last year, and I think Will Snelling, the year that he came in, he had a few game stretch where he was handy as well. But I mean, yeah, like. I wouldn't bank on these one or two guy, one or two K players saving a year. Even if they come in, it's usually only for a few games. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cool. All right. Um, we'll get to the captains now. So while you boys look at that, I might quickly just have a look at some rankings. Locks in the chat. I know he was fraud with the uh, the Zebel stats, but he is still second in in this game. So we'll uh, we'll give him some credit there. So yeah, not dropped, not for long though. Not for long week. though. He just like just like Josh Kelly, you ride the highs and then you wait for the crash to the ground. That's where the airplane's going. Crash and burn, baby. Airplane jelly. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're picking him next year, right, JD? Ah, oh, probably. I get sucked in him, Ridley, Whitfield. Ridley as lock well. Him, lock him in. Redmond's, lock him in. Redmond's coming home. Yeah. Ridley. Oh, <laughs> more kick-ins. More kick-ins. That's without Redmond. They're good. Uh, but the legs, yeah, they're not really going anywhere, are they? Um, probably just a matter of uh, the game is, can anyone catch the, the Hall of Fame league, which is looking unlikely, but... Kind of want Regs to beat the Hall of Fame league. Yeah, I would like it. Yeah, <laughs> we will probably wait and see I on that. I stacked the deck a little bit too hard with that that Hall of Fame league, didn't I? Um, disregard my team, but here's just for the fixture. Looking at captain. So, what do you guys think uh, for those this week? Um, I'll zoom in. Ah, oh, Petrarca against Carlton with uh, no midfield and no Oliver, obviously playing for the D's. How are we feeling about that? Yeah. I don't mind that at all. If you've yeah. got him, I think he's a lot more inside, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I think he uh, posted those stats or yeah. whatever. So that's good for him. himself. Um, I'm thinking Walsh maybe in that game, possibly, but he hasn't been going nuclear. Really, just going, you know, ticking along. So you're not really going to get that big score maybe from him, but is an option. Uh, obviously, Butters and Rosie, if you want to against Hawthorne, although Hawthorne actually haven't been too bad in the midfield and obviously recent form. So. Uh, maybe Adelaide Oval, that'll be different. Um, Dacos against the Eagles. Dacos can smell three points. Standard one, yeah. We see Dacos. So so last last week, Essendon on West Coast, right? You had Redmond 144, Ridley 130, uh, Nick Martin playing wing 120, and then Merritt 110, McGrath, another defender 107. So three of those top five scores were out of defense. Um, Then the fourth was uh, wing and fifth was was Merritt. So uh, I think that's a pretty good sign for Dacos, given that he's playing kind of that halfback into the uh, into midfield role. Um, and yeah, being a more of an outside player, I, I'd say that bodes well. Yep. Yeah. Dugowie's had a few three-vote performances lately, so Nick might just say, hey, I need to get some, vote back, uh, some votes back. And West Coast might be a fairly easy chance. Uh, I mean, Bond, there's a lot of good options. You look at every game and there's a clear standard, like Bond against the Cats without a midfield at the minute, uh, pending if Danger's back, is he? I don't think he will be, right, boys? Um, so nope. Bond looks nice there at Marvel against the Cats. Against probably they have no one that can really run with him besides maybe Blitzars if they choose to do yep. that. Yep. He, I remember him getting banged up in that game. Did he get through unscathed? Is he on an injury list with a time... Somewhere between now and when the universe fizzles out, Not based on Geelong's sure. injury list. Not sure. Um, no, he's not on there. All right. No, he must be fine. Just save that. Uh, so, yeah, dog, you know, dogs against uh, the cats there. Maybe a steward if you want. Um, possible. Uh, then Gold Coast, Adelaide, anyone from there? Rouse been in good form. Laird's free to play, boys. So we could look at that. Um, well, Wilson. It is. Going to be 31 degrees for that day in Darwin. Maybe that's a bad sign for Humphrey. That's a bad sign for Humphrey as well. I think it's is high of 31, but I think at night it'll go down to about 
I thought it was a joke. George is actually really looking into it. He's got the seven-day weather forecast out. If it feels like temperature, what's it feel like, George? It's a Google one, not bomb one. I think it feels like a 140, George. What about you? I hope so. I think the... I mean, 16 tackles last week and only 130. I was not got a 115, sorry, in this. Good game for inside. Yeah. Um, uh, more of a DT game from him and Dors last week, but uh, yeah. I think uh, I'm probably tossing up between. I think it's just Dacos and Tabon. I fully expect to take Dacos for me. I think Laird's fine option. Yeah, bit joy, good for him. Yep, Torano against the Giants, and then there's obviously Merritt against North as a C in the last game. If you were that way inclined, so yeah, I will go final. What do you guys think at this stage? Obviously, we change it every day, but. George Dacos into Bont, JD? Uh, I've currently got Petrarca into Dacos, but before that I had Dacos into Merritt, I think. Yep. I'll get that back. Oh. Um, Ooh, hey. I'm thinking Dacos as well, and then it's just about who's the backup. You know, is it um, a Bont or a or a Laird, possibly, someone like that. So, yeah, I think we're all looking at Dacos pretty closely. Um, we haven't had many chances to VC him, really, have we? For whatever reason, the pies have been Sunday merchants, but I think that's changing second half of the year. They'll get some more Friday night games and whatnot. So, right, we'll get to some questions. So, if anyone's still sticking around, it's 240 of you live watching here. We might do some questions for 10 or 15 minutes and then and then head off. So, um, one for you, JD. I did ask you last week about your boy Jordan Ridley, and hey, he did Ridley. back it up. Um, and he's still is he still 420k? That's not a bad price. It's a very good price. And another one of those guys has started, which I traded out. And now I have to kind of hope to believe that trading them out was the right call. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm not interested. No, no. I, I can see why people would be doing it to, you know, desperation is their sides. But what what about um, Essendon's defense has changed that makes you believe that Ridley's suddenly going to be a premium from here to the end of the year? Um, I just don't know what that is. I mean, the last couple of weeks, we've played a more um, he- heavy possession game, especially against Richmond, that was the case. Uh, I don't think that's the go-to game plan going forward for the Dons. Um, and the defense more or less hasn't changed now from what it was at the start of the year. So we're kind of back to square one. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't see a reason why he'd be a, a top um, scoring player from here. I can see why someone might go him to finish their side with the cheap D6, but no, it's a pass for me. Quick word, George, or just it, obviously you have to I don't quite really know. Almost like a straight swap from Ashcroft, if you. Oh, I would, if I might have no money, he's probably the best one at that price. Bet. Yeah. Now Dale's gone. He's like a four eighty. He was four forty the other day. He's probably was negative. <laughs> Ridley, it's negative five. It's remarkable. There's a cash cow. Uh, I think you'd uh, probably I mean, get what eighty five to ninety from him for the rest of the year. Maybe if he continues. I'd have him at ninety. Yeah. Him or... Peg him at ninety. I'd rather have um, Darcy Cameron at 470 and I'd rather have Jeremy Cameron at 450 with the better buy. Okay. Hot take on Jeremy Cameron probably. Um, but yeah, I like no yeah, thanks. I was, yeah. Depends what your team's like. A bit of DPP. You could go either of those. Uh, yeah. We've all sort of said that Nick Dacos versus the Eagles. Yeah. Love it. Do we think Drew will play? Unfortunately, mate. No, that is probably not, not where you come to find that out, but probably not. Um, Unless they get an injury or so, we don't know. But we'll co- it doesn't stop us from constantly <laughs> we'll anyway. saying that he won't he won't play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thursday, find out. Uh, what do you guys think? Darcy Cameron averages from here to end of season, and would you trade him in for Sean Darcy? So I know we spoke about like Wits and Briggs being our preferred options. 
Would you go Darcy Cameron? Um, sit him in R2 for a little bit. Um, might help yeah, the buyers. I, I don't mind so, it. So I like Darcy Cameron as an option. Um, like just optically, I think the buy is probably the second worst one, which isn't great. Um, the price is nice at 470. The break even still high-ish. Um, so you could wait a week, but they do play West Coast. We know BJ Williams is a really good one to score points on. Um, so those are like uh, just some initial considerations. Um, uh, did I mention cover already? But like the ruck cover is nice. Just um, So I'd rather put him in the forward line than at R2, um, just or at least that's where my planning is at. I wouldn't really want him as a, a finishing R2. And then um, the last thing we're kind of looking for is, um, has he gotten better or kind of over his injury since return? And do we believe that he can kind of get back to the scoring we've seen over the last, you know, start of this year, you know, um, back end of last year? And uh, I'm just trying to find the CBA and Ruck numbers, but um, he wears 67% CBAs against Carlton and then 77% this week. And he's gone in Ruck contest 59% last week up to 88% this week. So we're seeing those trend in the right direction. And I definitely think in the back end of the game against North, he was back to looking like the Darcy Cameron we expected. The other thing I'll point out is that Carlton and North have been two of the harder rack ruck matchups this year. So for him to kind of return into those more difficult games, coming off injury, um, building his base kind of back up, I think it's all promising stuff. 470 is an absolute steal, I, I think. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, the Darcy Cameron pick. Yep. I think his tog's gone up as well, right, over the couple of weeks, so. That's nice. George, any quick thoughts? Mm, try and keep these quick really right. cucked me early in the year with the injury. Limited preseason. I yeah, and then for eight I weeks you were saying, I want DC. I'm planning for DC. Won't yeah, because of right cover. <laughs> I don't know. I think they, despite Gorn, uh, not Gorn, Cox playing so well, um, he returned to the forward role. As a forward, yeah. Do they switch that up at times? And even if they do, his four should be 90 based on last year, I think. So... Uh, I'm not. I don't really feel comfortable going him this week, despite the numbers being good and the matchup being good. He'll probably be fine. I would rather wait a little bit just to make sure the ruck split holds, which I think it will. But yeah, I don't know. A bit of taste in my mouth. Yeah, uh, he yeah. is. He is once again one of these players. That if you don't want to go on him this week, it doesn't work for your trades. You could wait and do it as a post buy flip. I think the reality is, even if he kind of goes a hundred, a hundred and you know, the kind of the next couple of weeks, he probably only gets up to 470. Could be pretty close to Sheez if he holds Yeah, his I mean, yeah. yeah. So it could be straight swap for a Zebel or a Sheezel or something like that in, in the last buy. And I think that's a, a pretty valid path as well if you want to wait and see. But um, I think if you're planning on trading him before his buy, then this is probably the week to do it, just given the matchup against BJ Williams. Yep. There's a, there's a very good chance he beats the 129 break even. Yeah, he could. Uh, is it worth upgrading the underperformers in the buys to avoid donut scores but end with a couple less trades? So, yeah, flipping. Uh, if if you're going to end on a four trades instead of six, I think that's fine. You might be in a yeah. decent trade position. So, yeah, so it's probably I think, more injury. I think trade. the important part of this question is how many trades are you comfortable coming out of the buys with, because that then gives you the answer to are you happy with four instead of six. So, Eno, let's start with you. How many trades ideally would you have coming out of the buys? I think it is four. Like the buys this year coming out of them is around 15 and then it's one, two, three, four, five, six. Like it's two months. Um, yeah. There's been a lot of injuries and suspensions this year, but obviously you probably would hold one week suspensions on the run home. Um, 
it'd just be injuries. So four for me, injury trades, and, George. And that's, of course, assuming that the rest of your team is premium. These are four injury trades post-completed side. George, where yeah. are you at? I'll finish on four, I think. That is with Day Sheasel. So uh, I would hope that I might, depending on what rookies on the bench make, I might be able to get like a DC at the 23rd primo, but uh, it's probably optimistic. So I think, yeah, the answer is probably four I feel comfortable with. I think last year I was three and I ended up using two and I had one left and I went Petrarca to steal and lost 100 points. So dumb. Um, so look, you could get away with three, I think. Probably wouldn't go lower than that. I think comfortable, five, probably four. I think four. Yeah. Uh, it is a really tricky one to answer because if you have leftover spare trades at the end of the year, like you finish the last round or go into the last round with one or two still and you're just doing the sideways trades that you're talking about, George, then you did lose points during the buys where you could have traded them for another player and got somewhere between 50 and 100 points, right? Um, at the same time, if you run out of trades uh, in the back few rounds and you're copying zeros or rookie scores where you could have got a premium score, it goes the other way and, and you go 80. So finding that balance is always hard and it does come down I think, a little bit to the luck of the game. How many injuries, how many suspensions, et cetera, do you get over the back half of the year? I'd say four is the lowest amount I want to finish the buys on with a full team. Five is probably... Uh, the aim, which would be quite nice, um, especially given that the bench cover is bad because it's not like in other years where uh, you cop a one-week injury, you don't have to trade it, but then we get a really good rookie score on field. Like, I just don't think that's going to be the case for many people's benches. So I kind of would rather go five um, just so you can even, you know, trade one week as kind of aggressively towards the back end of the year. Just quickly, would you go down to three? by sideways-ing Sheasel in round 15, if that got you an extra uh, uh, score. Yeah, Depend, depends on the quality of the person you're bringing in as well. Like if you're going Sheasel to Dawson, Clary, Sicily, you know, these really big, heavy upgrades, I, I think that's a yes. Uh, if it's just sideways-ing to someone that's like a little bit scuffed, you're not even sure if they're going to be top 10 of their line um, for forward or defense at the end of the year, like that's probably where I'd avoid. Um, I think the one you probably have in mind, George, is like, would you do it to Darcy Cameron and go down to three? Uh, that, uh, that's probably mm. a question that we answer then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I obviously, yeah. Need more data on Sheasel too. There's two parts to that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my biggest thing in this question I just saw is he has creeps. Like, man, I would have got rid of him hopefully last week with the 200 break oh, even. I think it was, like, but it's almost like too late now. I think he's like 490. Like, yeah, he's 497. Oh, wow. I think he just got a hold of back keeper. In. Yeah, man. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, no. Right. I, revenge game this week after the news. So, uh, but I mean, I think he's carrying something. We called it out a month ago that there was reports mm. that he was getting injections, and I. It looks like he's back to what a few years ago, where he was just underperforming, and you you didn't really know why. And I just I just have a feeling he's carrying back to carrying something. Yeah. Uh, Cameron need to forward. Yep, get it done. Take it off. Uh, don't really have any trades to do this round is holding good. I mean, if you already got four, yeah. I'd say, yeah, that's fine. Yep. Because um, he's probably the must have. How much does he get to for, for his buy? Uh, I think with 60, about 270, 65 yeah. with 270. 270, something around there. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with, oh, they've got him projected for 54, 54, oh. 49, and he gets to 244. So it's 120K with poor scores. Uh, 
yeah, thoughts on Clive Rose? No, nah, thanks for killing Shrek. I take a bit of offense to this. Like, I was enjoying them watching the man play, not being my team. And I was at the game. It's hard to watch one of my favorite players go. Like, him hobbling off with the hammy, um, just bad bad scenes. And I don't think he was too happy on the bench either. And they actually turned a corner free. I sort of haven't been noticing that the last few weeks. They've been coming good. He's their, you know, um, first, you know, option in the ruck that, that, that gets first hands on the ball. Um so I think it's bad for them. Like, yes, Jackson's there. That's why they got him. He's going to help. But uh, as a pure tap, tap ruckman, that's not sort of his game. So might affect your Brayshaws and Sarongs for, for a few weeks uh, a little bit. Uh, so I'm not happy about that either. Um, thoughts on Fife. I think, look, Callum oh, Ward, yeah, probably Fife. without looking, don't really want to yep. look. Um, himself, but... I like Fife as an option next week. Yeah. I think JD is one on point two there. Like, he seemed to fade out a bit in the second half. Um, he but did. he's fairly cheap. Like he's Absolutely. 244, um, 27 break even it'll be up against Richmond coming off the bye. Uh, and O'Meara's challenge tomorrow. Did they push that to tomorrow? Um, they did. Yeah, they did. So we'll find out there. That might be good for one week. It's more mid-time, him and uh, MJ. But what do you think? JD likes him, George. What do you JD, do you want five for cash gen or cover for the year? It's cover surely for the rest of the year. I think it's a hedge both ways. Like, um, I think he'll be both good cash gen. Um, I think the problem with having him as cover for the year is like we just, his injury history is obviously terrible, and that's the risk that you take with it. He's still not even really back to full flight now, but the week off I think helps a lot, and he's back to getting the midfield role where he's been able to do hundreds easily in the past. Freer is also picking up in form a little bit, and yes, they don't need him as much, but I do see. I, I like I, once once he's kind of back up there and and playing properly. It's hard to see him going less than eighties. I really think so. At his price, it, to me, it almost feels like a no brainer. And he's going to play the remaining buy games, especially the hard ones, assuming once again that he's fit. Uh, I think I want to say in that game he had something like ten contested in the first half and then one after half time. So definitely ran out of gas, but looked really good early. And I think they continue with him in the midfield. So. Um, yeah, I, I like him at 244 as an option next week. I will definitely consider it based on what happens with teams and trades and how I finish out my side from there. But uh, yeah, I, I in fantasy, I'm almost definitely bringing him in next week. That's currently the plan. So yeah, I, um, I yeah, that's a risk I, I, I'm willing to take. Yep. Any last thoughts, George? Can't do injury prone, paying up for it. I can't do it. Not in position two. Uh, yeah. What does he score if he stays fit? 70 75 to 80 probably uh does he get subbed off at times maybe if the game's over i think he does if i don't know i don't think jl's really shown to sit players i know um, like ross line has and i guess the crows sort of had with, with laird but i can just see him being subbed off i think yeah you can do a lot worse but you might get like a rookie that is covered for the rest of the year like maybe matt roberts comes back he think he's five to six away uh, maybe he can just produce 60s oh. on the bench and save a trade. Strong no. doubt. Uh, no, That's hopeful. Doubt. But yeah. Uh, I, I will say the other Fuck thing is wrong as well. Frio's um, buy matchups, I have a feeling, are pretty good as well. It's Tigers um, off the buy. Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Tigers, GWS, Essendon, I want to say. So there's some like you know matchups that Frio should reasonably win and um, be all right for midfielders. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, we'll move past him. Maybe see what happens off the bye. How you, how you um, oh, how looking? Cal- Callan Ward's just a no, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Ward was a four until they got injuries. Yep, and he played sixty four percent CBAs this week, but I don't think it translated to good scoring um, from memory. Nor does it hold when guys are back. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, he had two games with CBAs at the start of the year. One of them was 124, the other 72. So he's kind of had like three games around this little CBAs and two of them have been in the 70s. Like, I just, I'd, I'd yeah, avoid, avoid um, Callum Ward. Uh, we'll speed through a few more, try and get through, uh, through as many as we can. Thoughts on trading in a Walsh for Ashcroft. Not ideal with the buy, but good fixture. We may only get Brayshaw next week, other than Brayshaw and Neil. Uh, if you get enough plays this week, I'd maybe hold off and go for Brayshaw and Neil so you get more scores get more throughout scores. the buy. I mean, yeah. yeah, just see how you look for f- round 15. Like, I wouldn't go Walsh if it's going to kill you. Like, just, just weigh that up with your team. Um, best Darcy replacement. We've sort of spoken about this before, but um, if it's a primo, probably Wits just due to buys uh, if you trust him, and then if not, down to Briggs. So think they're our two most favoured routes. Um, is DC an option? Yep, scroll back a bit. We did speak about him. Is Paddy Dow an option? Uh, look, probably not because he'll only come in to cover off some injuries and then leave and he's 250k midfield only. So I'll say no. <laughs> Paddy Dow is never an option. Yeah, yeah. Do you he see MJ playing post by? Yeah, he's got to leave club, surely. He chose to stay, didn't he? Through all the... Offers no, I think they had him on offer and Essendon took Satterfield instead. Uh, I think the contract situations were different, but um, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. MJ so will play. T- yeah, MJ will play. I-, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't play, especially if Amira misses a week. If Chicago doesn't play worth downgrading, uh, look, yeah, if he doesn't get in this week, then he can be a trade to whoever you see fit because um, if he's not getting in this week, he never is. Yeah, so if uh, I've got 284k banked at the moment, and if Sincotta doesn't play, I'll probably move him to Darcy Cameron. Um, I don't really have any other way of getting to DCAM, but if Sincotta isn't named this week with all his injuries, he's in the doghouse, he ain't getting the game for the rest of the year, I'm happy to move him on. Yep. Uh, which primos are the best for this week? Uh, I guess I'll probably say Stewart, just because if you don't have him by now, he's going to be really good by help. So maybe him. Then maybe Rory Laird, because he's bloody playing this week. But look, Byers is probably the factor here. So bit of a hard question to answer, I guess. But Stewart probably stand out. Like if you didn't have him, I'd probably be getting him now. 587. By the Frio boys too. Frio boys too, off the buy, but that's obviously not this week. Yeah. And Neil, I guess, the consideration. But yeah, I think um, Laird's the one that has... Yeah, he's lost 100k from his starting price. He has tunned up, I want to say, like the last five games in fantasy. And it's something like uh, he's tunned every game since round five in Supercoach Bar 1 where he got a 98. And he's break even sound 88. So Laird, for me, that's a very long way of saying, like, I think Laird's a no-brainer. And not to forget many of those Laird games, he was benched for a quarter... <laughs> or had low time on ground, whatever it is. And he's at the point now where he's, it looks to be over all of that stuff. So uh, yeah, Laird, Laird probably is a standout for me in terms of like value, break even um, and, and turnaround potential. But yeah, that's assuming that you've got Stuart, which with buys I think becomes the most obvious one. And I think that's part of the reason why Wits is somewhat attractive as well, just for buys. Um, beyond that, I, I then think it comes down to like where you can find value because uh, that still does seem to be important. 
and um in defense it's it's really hard to say because uh, maybe it's Doherty if you can fit that by he is pretty good value still right like 560k um and then in the forwards I don't think there's anyone stands out apart from maybe McRae once again it comes down to whether or not you could fit that by otherwise Dcam's a nice value option but he's not as obvious as a primo but there you go there's one for each line yep cool um, Merritt's still worth it. He's price, so he can wait. Uh, look, he's kind of gone up yeah. now, but yes, he's still north. worth it. Yeah, 72, so 72 break even. Another one that's going to go up in price. He's got a plus matchup this week. Um, Essendon's run home is still easy as well. I, yeah, he's it's still a good one, especially if you've already got Laird. Yeah. Uh, bit of a weird one, but what are your thoughts on going Brayshaw this week to get Neil or Sarong next? So, you, you know, obviously he's targeting two guys that he that's wants. That's fine. But, Yep. I think it's fine. If you're good for this week, buy around, good. Yeah. I mean, it's a, and like the way to think about this is any premium that you bring in now is going to miss one game in the next four weeks. Um, so if they miss it now and you can and cover fine. them fine now, yeah. then do it because you don't know if you're going to be able to cover someone missing the round 15 by well, if injuries and whatnot happen. So if you're in a good spot now and those are the guys you want to target, I'm all for doing it now, as long as you're still feeling like that 19, 20 range. What do you th- look? We can't predict this, but signs were good on the weekend. Uh, Humphrey's CBA, so we'll see. Took's out for still a long time, so maybe it seems like they're gonna try him out in there. Uh, whether he holds up in there or you know, his cramping doesn't come back, who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> who knows? Uh, at least it looks like they're you know, that's the way they want to go for now. Uh, and get, give him a go. He looked quite yeah. good in there in the first half, so um. We're all owners, so we're all hopeful for that anyway. But if you have him, you just assess if you can. I don't think you can keep him, but he won't be scoring better. Scoring better than day lately, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't remind me of that. Uh, is it is it too late to bring him in for those that missed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool. Yeah, thought so, but question. just worth saying, just in case there's anyone that's asking. Yep. Uh, worth going JVR to a Briggs, like it's yeah, it's obviously sideways in price, but you at least. Going to get a lot of cash out of Briggs. I think it Ten comes trades, once again. Upgrades though comes down to um uh, uh buy situation as well. So if you've got Marshall and English, Briggs gets you one score this week, which you probably already fine for, and then gets you no other scores for the rest of the buy. So you're just getting him in for cash, which I don't love as an option. Um, so I think Van Ruin's break even's forty eight. I want to say as well. So it's not like he is going to go down in cash. So, uh, or at least like shouldn't dramatically go down in cash this week, especially against a poor Carlton side. So um, uh, given your trade situation as well, even if you can go one up, one down for your la- last three upgrades, you're going to six. JV out of Briggs takes you to nine already. So yeah, I mean, I'd say it's a no, just on what I can see yeah. there, that, that looks like a no. Yep, I'd agree. You'd be going to very low trades, I think. Uh, if he has no money and that's his only way I'd probably still do it and send it to three trades left he could send it to yeah goes back to that other question before what what trades you know post finishing your team how many are you happy with Mm. Uh, would you upgrade Mason Wood look yes I absolutely would Um, I don't know what he's averaging anymore he actually hasn't 453k he's actually good for a while but he's not he's he's at 96 average range yeah just awkward range I mean, his Where? form's dipped with uh, Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Led's playing, if you don't unaware of that, which is nice. So I'd probably, yeah, just... Don't trade uh, 
Uh, yeah, just sort of spoke about that before. I think maybe a tad, but you know, Luke Jackson's there. It might not affect them too much. Um, so hopefully they're all good, but it's not really anything we can do about it anyway. You're not trading him. Um, thoughts on trading in Dugowie and VC? Yeah, I'm a bit annoyed I didn't do it last week. It's a bit of a, you know, points and pod cash play. I was honestly thinking about it. he was in my team and I just, just uh, backed out of it. But I think you've missed the 150 against North. He goes West Coast this week, I know, but... He's not going to be a season keeper, I wouldn't imagine, or at worst, M8, who does 100 to 105 if everything goes right and he doesn't misbehave. <laughs> but probably not, guys. What do you think? No? It's looking better than steel, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just disrespect of the pick for a long time and it's not going to change. He gets injured all the time, but look, he looks all right. Oh, I just pretend he doesn't exist, to be honest. That's just how I am. <laughs> oh, I, I picked up this man over Will Brody last, last year, year, and that caused me so much pain, and it looks like right move, wrong year. Uh, but no, I think Dugowie's a, a no for me. I, even in the value range, I think there's probably better options. Like I, I think I'd still rather steal post buy than, than Dugowie, so I think it's a, a pass for me. Can I don't I mind say- it as a risky option, though. Can I just say, I hope we're all one day like in our 60s having a drink together and you guys are still going to be bringing up Will Brody. <laughs> it's so fucked, George. I know. I know. How the, he's not even in the team. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, yeah. All right, let's help a fellow uh, do, do you know the, the, the worst part is, right? I was At the end of last year, I'm like, I can't wait for it to be 2023 and to never have to think about Will Brody again. <laughs> but because he's going to be mid only, like kind of irrelevant, he'll do 100s, whatever. But the fact that he's not playing actually makes it so much worse. Like it's just the drop off is so bad. Oh dear. Uh, let's help this guy out. In the one top 150, he has 10 trades. If he does Roberts to Ford, Tickle he has to Briggs. Do I downgrade the likes of Jim Atkins? I like green dots. <sighs> Look after the get... final team instead of getting rookie scores on the field. I think that's my view. Yeah, can you swing Teagle to Ford instead of doing like you might just have to just hold Roberts and accept that? I don't think he is. No, he's not playing though, right? No, but I, I think I'd rather go Teagle to Ford, right? Get the money instead of oh yeah, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. instead of sidewaysing Roberts to Ford and sidewaysing Teagle to Briggs, you're not really getting anywhere. Yeah, and that takes you to eight trades. It's like yeah, not so many upgrades you have left to do, mate, but. Yeah, so the problem with something like Roberts to Ford is there's no cash in it. And so if you still need an upgrade and you're running low on upgrades, it's just not that valuable getting the extra green dot in unless you're really desperate for them. But what is the round where people tend to need extra green dots? It's the last round when Ford's going to be missing. Um, so yeah, I just wouldn't be doing Roberts to Ford. I, like I think Teagle to Ford, as you guys suggest, is a, a, a probably better idea. It might not idea be possible. Or... Yeah, yeah, it might not be possible. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, I don't know how many uh, upgrades you have left, but... Is that Jinbi if you still have? Maybe you just get rid of him, get his cash. Yeah. He's 336, 78 break even, highs matchup. Give me yeah. Ford. Yep. Yeah. We, we actually really need someone to run um, the diminishing returns and going from 19 to 20 um, players on a given week. Like how, how many more expected points do you get? Because 
by knocking off the worst one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, they're knocking off the second, they're knocking off the third because I think it's diminishing returns. Like you probably get like 50 points or maybe like 30 to 40 points on that going from 18 to 19. But you but then get not like much more 10 or that. 20 or yeah. unless it's a disaster week. So I just think like people do overrate green dots a little bit, especially when it's bad rookies that are taking up those last green dot spots. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're already sitting at 19, 20 this round, I'd just future buy plan rather than try and get more on for this week and next week, which are, are largely irrelevant rounds. Yeah. In terms of um, buy planning for you. I think someone asked this, but yeah, look, Let's if he doesn't get picked, go to whoever you want. Yep, that's fine. Uh, I might have clicked the same one, actually, because it went up on me. Uh, Constable. Not playing. Can bro. we stop bringing up Constable? <laughs> I think Fortunately, Big Fish guys. said he wasn't playing. He's the interesting not, move is, like, he got moved back to half back in the twos this week. Um, from Because the, they they when he went back originally, they played him in the midfield, and they put him back into half back. So, who knows what's going on there. But, yeah, they... they Clearly trying to find a role for him, I guess. I only read the last part of that comment. Um, yeah, 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 pretty good one. <laughs> would it be worth going from Marshall Gorn to Marshall Briggs? This oh, hang on, sorry. Okay, Marshall. so I'm not sure why Marshall mentioned twice, but um, I think that is it just Gorn to Briggs? Is something else? Marshall to Gorn to Marshall. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Maybe he traded out of Marshall to Gorn, and then he wants. To Go to Marshall. I don't, I don't know. know, JD. Yeah, sorry. Wait, Callum, unless he's no. a big fan of Todd. Not Marshall. English. A <laughs> uh, couple more, then we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thoughts on this trade? She's a Warple and Baker out for Neil Brayshaw and a rookie. Six trades, two upgrades left. Next week. Oh yeah, next week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Six trades, two upgrades, bruv. That's too low. <laughs> No, no, she's sideways. I think, yeah, you've got to keep him, mate, and just do Warple and, and Baker to preferred Primo and rookie. I think just hold the shoes. Think it, like if you want to, if you're looking okay, maybe we flip him later. But could be some more injuries, suspensions. Who knows, mate? With the world that is AFL. Uh, Rat, look, he was going to give you cover in the buys, which he's not anymore. So, probably a trade, mate. And it's going to, you know, he's out for three to four, I'd say, anyway, or at least three. I think they said so. I thought they said it was on the lighter side. So, like, optimistically, he does a clarity, comes back after his buy, but it's, yeah, it's, too, it's, too. it's too big of a risk. And his break even, I think, is up in the 90s now, anyway. Um, I, I think it's someone you just cash in and, and move on from, to be honest. I agree. Uh, not sure if a troll, but can we never mention Rory Atkins again either? <laughs> uh, it's not too late for him. Uh, and then big fella. For his career, one. yes, it's too late for him. <laughs> uh, Luke Jackson is a ruck forward. Probably not. He's already at 500k, I think. So. Yeah, too expensive. Fully you could priced. grab him in fantasy for 700k next week. I think that's not yeah. the worst play. Maybe we should start talking about fantasy more. I'm kidding. Um, but one thing that is fun about fantasy is you do get to talk about random you get players to, a little bit. You more do get to go for these picks. It, it, yeah. It's not, less about yeah. just straight rookies and keepers. You get more of the value options, which is a bit of fun. But um, yeah, no, I think he's already fully priced because he had a, a couple of good weeks before this one coming up. And it's not like Darcy's out for the rest of the year. It's only a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Reese brings up a good point. If you're struggling, Mills could be an option once he comes back and drops uh, with a 177 break even. 
bit risky, like what yeah. the type of injury you had, right? But no. could could be. Yeah, I know George is saying no. I mean, uh, so, no so, the, so the answer is but... yes. I've had him in a lot of my buy plans to get as a cheap M8 because I think at the low 400s price is just ridiculous, despite the injury risk. The problem was, um, or the problem is, even after the injury list update this week, he's still listed as two to four. So he misses one next week. He's then probably not coming back the week after. So he's realistically only coming back in round 14. We get to see one game where he then has that big uh, price drop and then it's round 15. So I don't see us getting him um, like earlier than round 15, to be perfectly honest. So maybe it is a last round buy flip that you could look at, but I almost feel like planning to have him at this point is risky in and of itself. It feels like a backup option rather than a plan A. Yep. Just assess, like don't have him in your plans, as JD said, and see what happens. But calf, it's a bit risky, and he already yeah, hurt me this bows year. and short redo theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like I, and you know, my, my timeline then, my timeline of round fifteen is assuming that he's optimistically back, just in the two range of that two yep. to four. Anything longer, and it blows it out even worse. So yeah, he's he's just a plan B at this point. Beautiful. No worries. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the live pod. We uh, might do a couple here and there later on. We might even do, I'm thinking, maybe one night on a Sunday night, the old instant reaction pod. Uh, but obviously, uh, everything's got to line up for that. But, yeah, once again, thanks for joining in the chat. Um, I do do like Tuesdays. We get the, the old MRO updates, the injury updates. So we're able to talk a bit more about those things. Um, but... Yeah, any final things to say? JD, the Heat made the finals. Uh, yeah, boy. The yeah, I was the Nugs, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I was venting in Discord today that I watched all of the Heat losses and worked through all of their wins. Um, so <laughs> I, I, through the know, finals. I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't watch any of the finals games at this point, so we got a bit of a shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm happy just getting the home court, right? Like, uh, just helps, helps the... They can still stay in Denver. They've been there for a week. Might be a bit of rust, I know. I guess that old rest versus rust uh, phenomenon. You know, haven't played. I feel like forever since I've watched the Nuggets play, but should be interesting. I do love seeing the Boston sports fail. I won't lie to you. It's a bit like uh, just all the just the melts. Like they're all just the biggest diehards and obnoxious fans in the world. So uh, don't mind it. They got a bit of hope, and then that just got crushed anyway. Like it's the greatest way to happen. <laughs> Yeah. Def, definitely not earning any fans with this but as a heat fan like celtics are my least favorite <laughs> team and have been for a very long time so um yeah happy to get the the win over them especially as the eight seed as well it's a nice little story oh uh, so. it's cool cool couple stories not like a celtics so i'm happy exactly uh, <laughs> exactly small uh, market teams which is why we're all rooting for a gws uh final <laughs> against north in the coming years right not in the afl not in the AFL. <laughs> oh okay yeah no afl let's keep it to richmond s and got it got it, got it. Uh, no just not gws um <laughs> <laughs> uh anything to f- add george uh anything interesting not really <laughs> go crumb go lead that's basically it go my fantasy team or super coach <laughs> yeah. team does, exactly does Crom get I'll up against uh, Gold Coast? Uh, I'm 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 mm. wondering if Crom are in the same um, boat as like Brisbane this year, mm. which is like their home ground giants and their no no bueno went away. It'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't think we're that bad away. We've been in basically every game except for the dogs game in Ballarat. Would you be better in a game like that where it's probably a lot of contest and? Um... You know, stoppage with conditions, or you better whether it's like clean footy. I honestly and... think 
I don't know if it's like Dawson and Laird are missing the like Laird yeah, was number one for score assists. Man. They're missing the inside fifty JD targets, off the both hook. of them. There was one moment where Laird passed backwards to, so Dawson <laughs> could kick it inside fifty when he could have kicked it himself. Um I don't know. I think I think this this year we've played better in, in better conditions. So I don't know. See how we go. I, I mean the Crom fix has been crazy as well. You've only had four away games so far. It was like Round one against the Giants, round six against the Hawks and Taz, round eight against uh, Cats yeah. and Goomba, and then Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago. Well, we haven't played West Coast or North yet. We double up on West Coast and play North, so okay. that's nice. Should be nice. Yep. Yep. Three Very nice. wins, you would think. Yep. yep. And two of those are at home, so definitely third <laughs> West Coast West Coast away last round. That's a that's a loss. You need the, the win and in or something or the win oh, in the top four t- and you're going to choke it. Mate, that was 2006, I think. And then we beat West Coast up away and lost in the Ben Cousins went nuts. Anyway, that's uh, another story. <laughs> nah, Led's free to play. Let's uh, put a smile on all our faces because it was looking a bit dire. But um, hopefully others like Chincotta come in, give us an extra Can warm just, body and some tash. Yes. <laughs> Surely you just don't want to worry about him anymore. Um, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, we will enjoy the week ahead, and we'll, we'll catch you for some team videos. I might stream again, not sure. But we'll uh, good luck in round 12. So, yep, thanks for watching, guys. We'll catch you in the next one.